Welcome to the Word from the Ancient Path, Stories and Sermons for the Journey, a channel of blessing and encouragement for friends all over the world to hear and experience how God speaks and works through ordinary people with an extraordinary calling. We have stories of bringing good news, connecting in Christ, and building the kingdom. And we have the Word of God declared through the pastors and missionaries of Ancient Path Ministries, La Iglesia Volviendo a la Senda Antigua. I'm your guide, Pastor Kevin Job. I'm very happy to be with you. Our ministry was founded by Pastors Jose Santiago and Yamile Cruz in Jovellanos, Cuba. And my wife, Tani, and I serve as chief connection makers in the United States. Our team of pastors, missionaries, advisors, and kingdom servants is dedicated to planting churches and spreading the reach of the gospel. And so we pray that you are blessed and inspired by these sermons and reflections and the testimony of what God has done and is doing in and through us. So friends, it's almost mid-December 2022 and we are all caught up in the holiday spirit. Now in the church in our time, we've developed this tendency to leap ahead of the calendar and into the promise of Christmas, but we aren't actually there just yet. You see, the season of Christmas doesn't even start until December 25th and when it comes, it goes on for 12 days. Yeah, 12 days, just like the song says, it doesn't end until well into January. Now the world, having mostly lost sight of Christ and the idea of a day for being thankful, is more than happy to move directly from worshiping pagan witches and goblins in October to worshiping the patron saint of commercialism and all the things that are sold by Macy's and all the others. All we seem to want for Christmas is that annoying song. And strangely enough, the church often goes along with all of this as though we fear that if we don't embrace the secular movement, we're going to lose our audience. We don't seem to mind losing our message as long as people pay attention to us. Can you imagine the prophets or the apostles thinking that way? But that's another story, a related story, but never mind. Anyway, let's get back to the story at hand. So, okay, you ask, if it isn't Christmas, then just what's going on here? Well, as this episode streams, we are smack in the middle of Advent, which is not just a chocolate calendar countdown. Advent is the start of the church year. Yep. The start. The word Advent comes from the Latin meaning coming. Something's coming. Something good. And whenever something is coming, it follows that we have to wait for it to arrive. And this is what Advent is about. The coming and the waiting. Now, we love the coming of things. But being impatient with waiting is what tends to get us ahead of ourselves. I mean, I used to ask why we do this every year. Why are we still waiting? Let's just jump ahead to the star and the stable and the presence and the celebration but I'm slowly, ever so slowly learning to be patient. And the most recent episodes of this program are evidence of just how hard it is for me to wait. Now, one thing that often helps me relax into the waiting is, believe it or not, from a grammatical example that I discovered when I started to learn Spanish. And I really honestly never get tired of mentioning it because chances are, I've said it here before, Here's how it goes. The first part of Psalm 40, verse 1 says, I waited patiently for the Lord. Now, in our American English language context and understanding of waiting patiently, it's about passing time until God shows up, right? You know, kind of looking at our watches. We've talked about this recently. For us, in our, in our culture, waiting is just that. But in the Spanish language, the same phrase reads this way, Salmo 41. Which translates literally to, I placed all of my hope in the Lord. Because the verb here is esperar, which means to wait like we think of waiting. But at the same time, it also means, same word, to hope for. 
And for me, this brings great changes to the idea of waiting. When something good is coming, I don't have to check the clock or play games on my phone to kill time. I have a place in which I can put my hope. And Advent is about the coming of the one in whom we place our hope. The coming and the arrival. And there's more. You know, we're excited. There's more. We're expecting and expectant. And every great arrival, as we've said, comes the period of hopeful waiting. Right now at La Iglesia Voviendo a la Santa Antigua, we are in the middle of an incredible season of arrivals. Women in our mother church and throughout the whole mission network have been bringing new life into this world. I mean, it's just, it's hard to keep up with all the babies. And so a mother is expecting something is conceived and provided that all goes according to plan before too long, we will see the fulfillment of what was promised in that moment. And it can be so hard to wait. And sometimes it takes longer than anticipated. As I'm typing out these words today, our associate pastors are patiently awaiting the arrival of their firstborn, an overdue son, at 40 weeks and five days gestation. He seems to be in no hurry to make an appearance apart from his mother's womb. I once used a video clip for an Advent sermon, sermon from a company called Shift Worship. And in the clip, they described the Old Testament as being full of stories and fascinating, true stories that capture the imagination brutal stories of war and revenge and violence and tragic stories of betrayal, but also endless stories of God's power, God's love, and God's faithfulness. The Old Testament is structured using a variety of writings to tell the story of God and those he chose to bring his blessing to the entire world. It's full of narrative, law, wisdom, song, and poetry, all pointing in the same direction. And for Christians, all of that points to Jesus Christ. And crucial in the story that leads us to Jesus is the role of the prophet. Now, it's important to understand that the prophets are not psychics or some sort of late-night predictors of the future. Rather, they are seers. They were gifted with the Holy Spirit and the ability to see and think like God when not everyone had access to the mind of God through the Holy Spirit. Prophets speak into the present and sometimes into the future. They reveal the truth in the shadows. They convict God's people of their sin, and they forecast the consequence of our idolatry. But also they remind us of the great promises that God has for everyone who will faithfully follow him. And many times these prophets speak to us of great things that lie ahead for those who are willing to wait for God's plan to take shape. Much of the Advent story is written in their words. They were and they are voices of hope for the people of God. We're going to take a moment now for a short break. Stay with us for more on The Ancient Path. At Ancient Path Ministries, we hope to carry the light of the kingdom of God into places where it is most needed, to see people set free from what holds them captive. Now, our ministry is built on connections in Christ, and our financial foundation depends on the regular partnership of beloved friends such as you. If you would like to be a covenant financial partner or just simply contribute to the work of the ministry, visit our website at ancientpathministries.org, check out the church in action, and see how you can be a part of bringing good news, connecting in Christ, and building the kingdom. And we are back. Now, in the time of the Old Testament prophets, God's wayward kids were in a seriously messy situation. Listen to Isaiah 1 verse 4. Isaiah says, Woe to the sinful nation, a people whose guilt is great, a brood of evildoers, children given to corruption. 
They've forsaken the Lord. They have spurned the Holy One of Israel and turned their backs on him. These were people who had heard the promise of a coming king who would come from the line of their great king, David, and who would establish God's kingdom forever. The expectancy was driving them crazy. It got really hard to wait, and they began to forget who they were. And they found that they couldn't stand on that promise. The children of light had listened to a million whispering voices and retreated into the shadows. Over and over, they promised God they would turn back to him, but each time they failed. And they broke promise after promise after promise. And every failure took them further from home. And finally, they found themselves exiled from God, both spiritually and geographically. But even as the prophet called them out on their sin, he spoke of great promises that God still held for his beloved children. Isaiah 9, a son who will come and will rule. Isaiah 40, the blessing of waiting and placing your hope in the Lord. And in Isaiah 53, he makes this observation about God's chosen. It says, surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. As we search out the scriptures, it's easy to see that from the earliest times of humanity, we have been distracted by voices that draw us away from God. From the temptation of the Garden of Eden to the time of the flood and the Tower of Babel, and and from insisting on an earthly king to be like all the nations, to the line of rulers of God's chosen people, Israel, who themselves elected to worship false gods and embrace the godless culture around them. But while our faithfulness has always been suspect, God's determination to win us back has never, ever wavered. So focused was and so focused is God on the idea of making us whole and bringing us back from our self-imposed exiles that he gave himself for his son to suffer the price for our broken promises. Back to Isaiah 1.4, woe to the sinful nation, a people whose guilt is great a brood of evildoers, children given to corruption. They have forsaken the Lord. They have spurned the Holy One of Israel and turned their backs on him. That was what it was like in the time of ancient Israel. But today, we still live in a junkyard of broken promises, promise after promise. Nations around the world have forsaken God and have placed their hope in political leaders politicians man we call them god's candidate as though the coming kingdom of heaven depends on their election but they're not trustworthy and you're not trustworthy and neither am i we break vow after vow after vow 53 6 again we like sheep have gone astray each of us turns to our own way and the lord laid on him the iniquity of us all So then who is and where is our hope? It's certainly not in the pagan autumn or winter celebrations or the fictional man from the North Pole or the strange rabbit that brings eggs. And it's certainly not from the money-raking chanteuse of the popular Christmas songs. In this season and in every season, there is only one, the awaited one, who gives and renews our hope. God's suffering servant son who took on our pain and our weakness our suffering, and our sorrows. 
The king of all kings came and lived and was nailed and hung for our transgressions, for our rebellion and our iniquities and sins. The Savior whose story we tell and whose coming we await and hope for gave up his rightful status so that we could have peace. We could be made whole. We could be healed. This sick world of people lost in the shadows, they need to be called back into the promise of a life of faith in their creator. And we, church, are called to be a connection to that promise for them. Now, when we're out on the road connecting in Christ, we've been blessed to meet hundreds, maybe a few thousand like-minded people who are learning, again, to place their hope in the near and coming kingdom of God. And one of our dear friends is Bill Bain of Longview, Texas, who along with his wife, Heather, is a loyal partner and friend of Ancient Path Ministries. Now, Bill is an accomplished musician and a dedicated servant for the kingdom as a church organist and music minister. His recent social media post inspired today's podcast. And Bill, in turn, was inspired by the words of another believer. Maybe someday that will be a whole nother episode about how important it is that we continue to encourage each other in the faith. But for now, I just want to close out today's episode with my brother Bill's thoughts. He says, One of our young parishioners recently posted to Facebook a thoughtful and heart-stirring post that was very deep and very transparent about personal struggle. In her post, she included the words to the Advent hymn, The King Shall Come When Morning Dawns. And I've known this hymn for years, having played it on the organ for decades worth of Advent services. But not until she posted it in the context of her own struggle did the text jump out and embrace my head and my heart. The text of the three verses is as follows. The King shall come when morning dawns and light triumphant breaks, when beauty gilds the eastern hills and life to joy awakes. The king shall come when morning dawns and earth's dark night is past. O oh, haste the rising of that morn, the day that air shall last. The king shall come when morning dawns and light and beauty brings. Hail Christ the Lord, thy people pray. Come quickly, king of kings. What a reminder of the majesty and the power of God displayed through his holy son, Jesus the Christ, the king of the universe. In light of this, the scriptural assurance, if Christ be for us, who can be against us, comes sharply to my mind. If we embrace the faith, it's really true. Who and what can be against us? What sickness, disappointment, fear, or uncertainty can defeat us when we know that God is with us and for us in the here and now and ready to receive us into the eternal arms of love once our days on earth are done? During this season of Advent preparation, I suppose that's my personal devotion. With so much unrest, political, economic, global, etc., it is in the words of him that God reaches out and reminds us that he is still the God of all, the God of the ages, outside the restraints of time, and the creator and lover of every inch of his creation, and the ultimate bringer of hope and redeemer of humanity. I am so grateful to be a musician. I am grateful for the opportunity to create music that helps others sing their faith and hope in the God eternal. And as long as I have breath, I will forever delight in bringing such music to life. 
This brings us to the end of our time for today. Thank you so much for being with us. Join us next time as we continue to explore the Word of God and the witness of His people. And again, be sure to check out our webpage, ancientpathministries.org. Like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Ancient Path Ministries. Until next time, we pray God blesses you richly. Go and be the church. <laughs>